Awesome. Are we ready for a message? Do you want to stand up, shake your legs off and get ready for this? Because I've got a sneaky feeling it's going to be good. Father, Lord, just thank you for another awesome opportunity to sow into people's lives. Lord, we commit this moment to you. We say, come on church, don't we say, speak to me. Shift something in my heart. Let me be a little bit more like Jesus. Lord, I committed to the process, Father God, so that I look back on days like this and say, well, you moved me forward. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. You grab a seat, touch the person next and say, this is going to be good. We are on part two of my series that I'm calling Bodybuilding. There he is, look. And um, the idea is I've, I studied health and fitness to degree level and uh, the principles you learn in building the body, becoming fitter as a, as a person, are almost the exact same principles of becoming fitter as a spiritual person. And after all, we are the body of Christ. So it's applying fitness opportunities to the body and to the body. Do you get it? Do you see what I've done there? Uh, so look, there are three areas we're going to look at. There's strength suppleness and stamina. Last time out we talked about strength. If you didn't hear that and you'd like to, it's on our podcast app, it's on our website, go find it. I encourage you to do so. Today we're going to talk about suppleness. Everyone will understand what suppleness is. Um, So being supple is so important to any given athlete because it's getting your body ready to move. It's it's involved in lengthening your muscles so that you don't injure yourself and you're able to perform at the highest level. Have you heard the term limbering up? You know, often if someone in a football match is about to bring on a substitute, you'll see them running up and down, doing some stretching exercises. They're limbering up. What they're doing is getting ready to move. Turn to the person next and say, come on, we're going to get ready to move. So limbering up is getting ready to move. And it's about getting your body in a position so it can perform to its highest in terms of speed, agility, power, skill. It's all these things. It's getting yourself ready to work at your highest level. And to do that, you have to limber up. And part of limbering up is stretching. Is anyone here good at stretching? Literally no one. Oh, one man, two people. Very, very good. Stretching, you know, everyone has a level of flexibility, don't they? You know, I was uh, quick as a, as a runner. I ran the 100 metres in 10.7 at my peak, so I was reasonably fast. But I was rubbish at stretching. How often do you see a 100 metre sprinter pull up holding their hamstring? Because so often powerful men and women have, have shorter hamstrings. And so they have to stretch to get ready to move at their highest. But stretching is painful, if you push past your, your limits, it's, it actually starts to hurt. And, but it's a good thing because as you stretch past your natural limits, you, your muscles lengthen and you find yourself being able to stretch further and further and further. Those who can't put their hands on the floor, if you practiced every day for five minutes, give it six months and you'll be able to put your hands on the floor. You'll be able to do that. I struggle to get past my knee nowadays. But stretching is good and it enables you to be flexible, bendy at the right times without injuring yourself. My daughter Evie uh, got to competition level in gymnastics and she can put her hands on the floor 
between the legs and right out the other side. And it's just like, wow, how do they even do that? You know, hold the leg up and put it right up by your ear and all this kind of stuff. That's just not me. So some people are flexible, more flexible than others. Just as a little demonstration and as a bit of a giggle, really. Have you ever heard of the sit and reach test? Give me a wave if you ever heard of that. Someone here has a couple of people over there. It's, it's someone at the back's heard this. This is a sort of well-used exercise. And the gist is this. Um, you sit on the floor and you put your feet up against this barrier here and you keep your knees, well, the back of your knees, pushed against the floor and you lean forward. So it's a hamstring stretch. And you push this, this away from yourself and it goes along a marker and it gives you a score and then it has average scores. And so what I thought we'd do just for demonstration sense is to bring a man and a woman up and have a little competition off. Yeah, uh, ladies, if there's someone who feels like I'm reasonably flexible, can you give me a wave? Otherwise, I'm gonna pick someone. It, all right, here we go. If if you're a woman and you're not wearing a skirt, can you stand up? Come on, ladies! Come on now! Here we go. See all the skirt wearers are like, yes, I'm so glad I wore my skirt today. Unlucky. You're going to get called up. Okay, if you're a lady standing up right now and you are over the age of 35, sit down. Oh, oh. oh. it's all gone the shape of pear. Okay, come on, Amy. Give a round of applause for Amy. We love Amy. We love Amy. Amy is flipping awesome. She's got the ripped jeans on. Okay, Amy, what I want you to do is I want you to sit on the floor just here and put your feet up against that there with straight legs. That's it, can you shove yourself under there? Go on, girl, go. She can't even reach it, she's saying. All I want you to do is just lean forward and just, just shift it as far forward as you possibly can without lifting your knees up. Go on, Amy. Yes, 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 yes. Wow! Round of applause for Amy. Thank you, girl. Amy scored... 28 points, which is very, very good. I'm going to make a marker on my thing there. Now, can we have a guy who can beat that, we ask ourselves? 28 points. Okay. Men, stand up if you're not wearing a skirt. <laughs> Why are all the men not standing up, I'm wondering? <laughs> Come on, men. Come on, men. Okay, you can sit down if you are... Under the age of 35. Do you see what I've done there? Do you see what I've done there? Okay, what we got, what we got. I think, just for giggles sake. Oh. Oh, I don't think we... <laughs> you really lose your friends at the back there, don't you? How about Kevin? Come on, Kevin. Give Kevin a round of applause. Come on, Kevin. You can do this. You saw what happened. Shove your feet under there. That's it. All you've got to do is try and keep your knees on the floor and just lean forward and push it away from yourself. All the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. Yes, very good. Okay, Kevin, score, drum roll, please. 26. Well done, Amy. Round of applause for Amy. Who knows, as they were reaching for their furthest point, the back of their legs was going, ah, oh, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just professionally speaking, you should never stretch without warming up first, but we just missed that bit. 
But the point is, if you bother to stretch consistently, you'd be able to go further. If this week, Kevin, you stretched every single day and you came back next week, I guarantee you, you'd score a better score. We, we can all know that would be true, wouldn't it? Because as you consistently stretch, your muscles get more bendy and flexible and supple and you're able to go further. It won't surprise you then that that principle we are just proving to be true in the body is also true spiritually speaking. Let me show you. The, the principle here is stretching. Or enables you to move, yeah? Exodus 14 and verse 16 says this. This is God speaking to Moses as they're about to go across the Red Sea. Raise your staff and church. Stretch. Raise your staff and stretch. stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go across the sea on dry ground. You see, there's this principle when God says, I want you to stretch because I'm about to move. Do you see? We know that stretching in our natural body enables us to move better. But spiritually speaking, when we do what God says and stretch ourselves, he's going to move. We've been singing a song today, God's going to move, God's going to move, God's going to move, God's going to move. Who wants God to move in your life? Well, I guarantee you it's going to involve some stretching. Here we go. Next one, Matthew 12, verse 13. Jesus speaking here, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. Here's the guy with the withered hand. What does Jesus ask him to do? Stretch. As the man stretches in obedience to Jesus, God moves. Can you see it? Stretching is getting ready to move. 1 Kings 17, 19 to 22. This is Elijah. The widow's son has died. Uh, Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed. He was dead at this point. Then he cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy even on this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Can you see what is true in our natural body is also true in our spiritual body? As we are prepared to stretch, God says, I'm going to move. So if we're looking for God to shift something in our world, in our families, in our finances, in our health, I can promise you at some level or another, there's going to be a stretch involved. Do you hear me? Now you're glad you didn't wear your skirt, you see. We look at stretching in the natural and we can see, you know, touching your toes, pulling your quads, those kind of things. Is how you stretch in the body. But I hope you're picking up the vibe here. Do you know how we stretch spiritually? We stretch spiritually by being obedient to God. That's how we stretch ourselves. That basically means doing whatever God asks whenever God asks it. Speaking up whenever God says it. Laying your life down whenever he says. And here's the key. Here's the key. Even when you don't want to. Turn to the person next to you and say, even when you don't want to. Do you know why? Because it stretches you. See, when you don't want to do something, that's hard. You know, oh. And and anyone who's got a relationship with God, sometimes, you know, you've all had those experiences. When you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, God said that. Go and speak to that person. Am I hearing that right? Am I, I'm not sure I could be wrong. In here, you know. Anyone had that experience? You just know. And the reality is going and speaking to that person might stretch you a little bit, but it's a good thing. Why? Because it allows God to move. God wants to move. 
And the trouble is, we find ourselves living in what I'm going to call weird comfort zones, where we know what we can do, and we stick to doing what we know we can do. We never do anything different because we're here, and it's okay, and it's good, and it's comfortable. But that's not what God's looking for. Now, I found this little picture on, on social media this week. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. You see, if you keep doing what you've always done in the way you've always done it, nothing's going to change and you'll plod along in some weird okayness. That's not the fullest life that Jesus came for. So the fullest life that Jesus came for, life itself begins, according to this great quote, at the end of your comfort zone. So when God is pressing you and you say yes, you will stretch yourself. And when you stretch yourself, you'll have a different experience and God will move. Can you see the principle I'm trying to make here? Could you be someone who allows God to divert you from your comfort zone and stretch you and make you more supple? Because God is looking for his body, the church, to be more supple than it currently is. And that is going to involve some stretching. Are you with me, church? It's gone very quiet this morning because you're all thinking, oh, no. Oh, no, I've got to stretch. Matthew 18, verse 3, a very famous verse, but look at it through these eyes of suppleness. Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, the idea that Jesus is talking about here is really about being submissive, relying on the Father, these kind of things, not thinking you're above your station like children wouldn't. But how about through the eyes of suppleness? Who knows that children, especially under the age of one, can put their feet in their mouth? Have you seen that? They're all like, how many of you can do that? <laughs> One at the back, Mr. Flexi at the back there, look. But not many adults can put their feet in their mouth. So the point spiritually is this. When we're babies, we're super supple. But somewhere along the line, we become stiff and rigid. And then we can't do what we used to be able to do. And Jesus is saying, the best life the kingdom life is being like a child. Looking at it through the eyes of suppleness, shouldn't we be more flexible? Shouldn't we be prepared to push ourselves out of our boundaries rather than just sitting in our boxes that we've always sat in and can't move? Do you hear me? I believe on the back of this message, you're going to find yourself being challenged to do all kinds of things, say all kinds of things, commit to all kinds of things. You're like, oh, no. But in the back of your mind, you'll be going, Pastor Barry said, be supple, be supple, be supple, be flexible, be flexible. Well, do it. Do it. Watch what happens. God's going to move. Are you with me? Let's have a look at Jesus. Um, many of you, I'm sure, will be familiar with Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well. And what happens is that Jesus meets this woman at the well. It's during the heat of the day and she's on her own. And the reason she's on her own is because she's had multiple husbands, slept with multiple men, and she's ostracized from society. They, they don't like her, don't want to associate her, so she's out there on her own. Jesus encounters her, uh, speaks with her, and, and the result is she invites him back to the town. And the town are so enthralled by Jesus, they say, you've got to stay. And the entire town embraces Jesus and his teaching and his heart and the love of the Father. The town is changed because of this encounter. Now, I just want to read you a little part of it, and then we're going to assess that through these eyes of suppleness. John 4, verses 4 through 9 says this. Now, Jesus, he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. 
Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw waters, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? In brackets, his disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Here's the thing. Here's Jesus. He's on a long walk in the heat of the day. Jesus, although fully God, is also fully man. All the men he is walking with are starving, which means Jesus is also starving. They've all gone off to buy some food, like most of us guys would, wouldn't we, men? Yeah, yeah. Sausages. <laughs> I'm hungry. In my house, we call it Hank Marvin, starving. I'm Hank. And they've gone off to get some food. Jesus could have done the same thing. But we know that Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. So here he is walking in that state and he sees an opportunity. But to, to, to step up to that opportunity, he has to forego his hunger. Everyone else is hungry. Everyone else has gone to get some food. He's waited in the heat of the day. And then this lady comes to him and here's his opportunity. He's stretched himself. He's been supple to bend, to do what the Father's asking to do. He hasn't given in to his hunger. He said, there's an opportunity here, and I'm going to press myself out of my box. And, and he sits there, and he talks to this woman. And she says to him, you shouldn't be talking to me, because I'm a Samaritan, and you're a Jew, and we don't communicate. They hate each other. Well, Jesus is being flexible. Yeah, the, the way we cope, we don't speak to each other. But you know what? I'm not going to be bound by the rigidity of society. I'm going to be supple before my father. So I'm going to engage with you. And then she says, yeah, but I'm also a woman. And men don't speak to women in, in that society at that time. And so Jesus has forgone his hunger, has broken all the rules to speak to a Samaritan, has broken more rules to speak to a woman. But he said, I'm prepared to be flexible. I'm prepared to stretch it. What happens? An entire town is saved. Can you see the principles? When you're prepared to be obedient to God, which, in, which means you're embracing some stretching, God's going to move. So church, for us to be the healthiest body we possibly can be, we need to be supple. We need to be prepared to stretch and we need to press in. God blesses it when we stretch ourselves. Am I making any sense, church? God is looking for his church, his body, to be fit and ready because God is looking to move in new ways. There has never been a more exciting time to be alive than today, spiritually speaking. God's up to some stuff all over the place. And we're in the middle of it. So we need to be men and women who are saying, do you know what, I'm going to be the fittest version of myself, spiritually speaking, as possible. So Lord, challenge me. And stretching to be obedient to God will so often cause you being inconvenienced. It was inconvenient for Jesus to stop there. He was hungry, just like everyone else. But you know what? He embraced the inconvenience, stretched himself, and God moved. So be prepared to be inconvenienced. You know, you'll say to God, yeah, I can't do that thing on those days. Well, ouch. Shift your plans. You can say, I, I, just, I don't get on with those people. Well, ouch. Stretch yourself. Get on with those people. Do you see the picture? Well, I can't afford to do that. Well, ouch. Stretch yourself, push your faith and watch me supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. 
Do you see the thing? We, we think we're not in boxes, but actually we have a whole bunch of limits on ourselves about who we'll speak to, what we'll do, what we'll spend, when we'll do it. And we put boxes around ourselves and we made them God didn't. And God is saying to his church, come on, I need you more supple than that. I'm going to position you in places that's going to stretch you. But if you'll stretch, you're going to become more supple. And as you stretch, I'm going to move. Yeah? yeah. I mean, this is the quietest crowd in history. Can I have an amen from the whole church? Yeah. There you are. I knew you were in the room. Definitely preaching better than you're responding. <laughs> Stretching can be painful because it means you're going to do things that push past your normal limits. But when you're obedient to God, it's just worth it. The fullest life is never going to be found in your comfort zone. It's never going to be found there. So one of my cries to you today as you go away and consider this message and how it works out for you is would you pray, God, where do you need me to to stretch? Would you put me in a position where I have to stretch? Would you challenge me? And then would you go through the next few days with your eyes open and your ears open, spiritually speaking, just like Jesus was. Everyone else didn't see the opportunity. Jesus saw the opportunity. Everyone else just bowed to their hunger and what was going on around them. Jesus said, no, 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 I'm stretching myself here. We need to be like Jesus, that we are prepared to stretch ourselves to make a difference. So outside of church, you know, we're talking church a lot here. What does a supple person look like in this world? Well, can I make a few suggestions? Is it a husband who doesn't just do the bare minimum at home to keep his household happy and his wife from not moaning at him? Is it a husband who does more than he's asked? Who turns up early when he said he was going to be late? Who does the extra dishes? Who gives his wife a massage, who spends some time with his kids, who just goes that bit, he stretches himself from doing the bare minimum. Who knows that's going to end up with great results? Because you're supple. Oh, well, I don't do this. I've never been that person. Change. You've put yourself in the box. Be more supple. Are you with me? How about the employee? Who goes to work at nine, he's there at nine. Then he finishes at five and he leaves at five. How about being that employee who is prepared sometimes to stay an hour late, even if it's unpaid? Oh, controversial. But how is that going to look before your employer? How is that going to look before the people around you? You could become inspirational. But you've become so rigid that this is what I'm paid to do, so that's what I'm going to do. But a supple and flexible person breaks out of that box and says, I'm going to stretch myself. And when you stretch yourself, God is going to move on your behalf. With so many people looking for a promotion, looking for some financial breakthrough, looking for some better relationship, and we keep living the same way, and God says, you want me to move? Stretch yourself. So what does it look like practically? It's these kind of things just in the world. You know, what is it? like to be someone who says I can't be around those people I just don't like them I can't include them in my circles because we just don't connect well how about Jesus connected with everyone and we need to be more like him so take yourself out of that box and start connecting with different people you might even find you like them but it stretches you because do you know what the things they say really great on me really gets on my flipping nerves well stretch yourself What does kindness and acceptance and inclusion and love really look like when you're out of your comfort zone? People hated Jesus, but he loved them back anyway. Church, we need to be, are you you with me? What does it really look like? Changing up your plans so that you can help someone else, even though it's inconvenient. 
Oh, I've had this thing planned for months on that night. Oh, but I'm so desperate for a babysitter. Could you help me? There's, I've literally got no one else. No, I can't. I was going out anyway. Even though it's the fifth time I've gone out this month, I've got plans. Well, how about take yourself out of that box, be a bit supple and bless that person. And God will say, I love that. I'm going to move. Do you see? What does suppleness look like in the practical sense? We've got to burst out of our boxes because we made them anyway. I love this, and I think Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing to the Church of Corinth, absolutely nails this concept here in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 19 through 23. Paul speaking, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews I become like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law, though myself I'm not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I become like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I become weak to win the weak. I've become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Here's the thing. We put ourselves in boxes and decide, well, we can talk to those people and reach those people and do this and do that. And that's just that's, that's, that's how God made me. Do you know what Paul says? I'll bend. I'll be flexible. I'll stretch myself. I'll put myself in all kinds of positions of all kinds of people just so that I might show Jesus to someone. And so, church, could we be like that? Could you start looking around yourself and think, you know what? I've never even spoken to that person because I think I won't get on with them. How about go and speak to them? Because you might just be able to show Jesus to that person and God moves. Maybe your friendship circles will grow. Can you see the point Paul's making? I love this. I love the idea where you look at things and you think, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. Well, I want to say, yes, you can. Why? Because Philippians 4.13 tells us something. Very famous scripture. It says this. I can do what? All things through him who gives me strength. You see, we start saying, I can't do this, but maybe God could do it through you. If only you were flexible enough and bendy enough to say, I'll give it a go. It's not my cup of tea. It wouldn't be my choice. But if you're calling me to it, I'm going to go there. And I'll speak with that person. And maybe, just maybe, just maybe, God moves on your behalf. And you touch someone's life. And they meet Jesus because you were flexible enough and brave enough to break out of your comfort zone in order to show someone what Jesus looks like. Amen? Come on, touch the person behind you and say, come on, it's time to be flexible. One of, the, one of the axioms, the little sayings, axioms like a little saying, one of the axioms of the Equippers Global Net- Network, you know, all the Equippers churches in the world, is we say this thing, whatever it takes. And it so fits in with this idea of being supple. You see, wouldn't it be good if we could train ourselves to be supple in the house, get good at it, so that when we leave the house, that's actually who we are. So when we're out at the workplace, in the home, in the social environment, at the gym, in the pub, at the concert, whatever it is you like to do, you, you live the same in the church as out of the church. And if you've got an attitude in the church of whatever it takes, you'll go to these places and you'll do whatever it takes. And who knows, everyone loves that kind of person. Well, we need to do this. I'll do it. Oh, really? Well, whatever it takes. Uh, you know, someone's got to go and get someone to pick them up. Oh, they've, they've missed their bus. It's 20 miles away. I'll do it, whatever it takes. Everyone's like, really? And what are you doing? You're showing the heart of the Father. Oh, I can't afford to come out with you guys tonight. I'd love to have been there, but I've had a nightmare this month and I haven't even got 20 quid to bring out. I'll pay for you, whatever it takes, because I want you to be included. Do you know what that's doing? Showing the heart of the Father. And when you live like that, God can move. 
because you're showing Jesus to people. In, in church life, and, and my dad alluded to it there in, in his message, wouldn't it be great if we were a bunch of people who looked around and said, I'll do whatever it takes. Now, where do you need me to help? We're going to share the load. You know, are you low on children's ministries? Are you low on the host team? Are you low on the sound team? Are you low on the prayer team? Are you low on whatever it is? I'll do whatever it takes. Because you know what? A church that has that attitude is like, amazing! And I'm like, wow. You know, bless you guys. It's my privilege to lead you as a church. And we have a great attitude here. And when you look at church statistics around the world, our engagement level is super high. You're a really great bunch of people. But I just wonder if even in that we become comfortable. Could we stretch? If you're not doing anything in church life, could you do something? If you're doing two things, could you do three? You know, could we just push ourselves out of our comfort zones and say, God, what do you want me to do? Or come to me and say, Barry, I, I get that message today. I'm prepared to be flexible. Where could you use me? Whatever it takes. And because what happens is you live like that in the house and it gets in you so that when you're out of the house, it's just who you are. And then you're someone's best mate. You're someone everyone can rely on. And do you know what it's doing? Representing heaven. Because when we call on the Father, how often does he say, I'm too busy? How often does he say, I can't afford that? How often does he say, well, I don't really like that group of people? Literally never. So why are we doing that? Can you see? But it takes a stretch. And it's sometimes a little bit painful and awkward. But if you do it, we have shown spiritually when God's people stretch, God moves. And I want to see God moving in my life. Do you want to see God moving in your life? Well, maybe part of that is that we need to start stretching ourselves. Are you with me, church? I just want to leave you kind of with this real encouragement. Because in the end, as I lead the church and I get opportunities to speak into your lives and I never take that for granted, I want you to be blessed. I want you to go away from any meeting together encouraged because you're amazing people and God wants you encouraged. So we've analysed this and we've seen that the thing spiritually to stretch us is obedience to God. Well, Deuteronomy 28 is a very famous passage which talks about obedience to God. It says this in Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 8. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. So we're talking about stretching. What is stretching? Doing what God says, when God says it, no quibble. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb, your kids are going to be blessed. And the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. Now, this is kind of old school language, but, you know, the cattle and stuff, that's how they traded. It's how they made their living. It's how they cooked their food. God is saying, I'm blessing your entire life. Everything that's important to you, I'm throwing my blessings on it. Why? Because you obeyed me. You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction and flee for you in seven. I love that right there. Now, I'm sure we've all got people who come against us. But you know what? The way to win is obedience to God. Because then he's going to fight on our behalf. And they'll come at us and you're like, oh, what am I up against here? And suddenly you'll look around and they'll be fleeing in seven different directions. And you'll go, thank you, God, I'm blessed. Why am I blessed? Because I'm flexible enough to obey you. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. Isn't that encouraging? 
I don't know about you, but the creator of heaven and earth can do all things. He's not you know, submitting to any force or anything against him. Nothing is too difficult for him. And he says to me, Barry, would you be a bit flexible? Would you speak to those people? Would you pray for those people? Would, would you step back a little bit? Would you create an environment for someone? Would you burst out of your box? And as I do that, he says, I can bless that. I can bless you. And I'm going to bless you in the city. And I'm going to bless you in the country. And I'm going to bless your crops. And I'm going to bless your kids. And as they come at you, I'm going to send them away seven different ways. And I'm going to be like, that's the kind of life I want to live. And the key right there is obedience. And obedience is linked with suppleness. And suppleness means stretching ourselves. So give me a wave if you're someone prepared to stretch yourself in this time based on all we've heard. Yes, come on, church. Give yourselves a round of applause. You're awesome. (laughs) To be the best, fittest, and healthiest version of yourself is going to mean some stretching. My encouragement to you today is to embrace that. To go away and think, what does that look like in my set of circumstances? And we've all got different circumstances and God places you there. But when you say yes to God in obedience, I think I can promise you good things are going to happen. Amen. Could you stand up? I'd love to pray for you.